You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. There, as in the great cattle drives of the old American West, the reindeer will be divided among their owners. Some will be killed and skinned. Others will be branded and castrated. As with cattle, this castration creates steers which produce a fatter, more tender cut of meat. Following an old tradition, this operation will be performed by the women. Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name's Paul, I'm your co-host, and I'm not an animal expert. Welcome, Varmints. Uh, Hello, Paul. My name is also Paul, and I am definitely not an animal expert. Uh, This week, though, we're going to be talking about an animal that's... uh, really kind of iconic this time of year and it's uh widely spread in the arctic regions of the world so it really makes sense to talk about it in winter this week we're talking about reindeer but first the news this is varman's headline news with your anchorman some guy named paul Thanks. Uh, this week uh, we're talking about, uh, there's a, been an interesting article. Uh, the one I read was from Time, but it's kind of reported all over the place that uh, talked about how climate change is starving North Pole reindeer. Um, basically, the, the general idea here is that uh, climate change has kind of changed the environment uh, on the poles of the, of the Earth, and as a result, food is becoming a little bit more scarce during certain times of the year and more uh, less scarce during other times of the year. So as a result, there's been a slight population boom in reindeer. And uh, so they're ending up a lot smaller because later on in the year, there are a lot, uh, there's a lot less food to go around for all the reindeer and it's harder for them to find the food. Yeah, well, I mean, the good, the good news is that their numbers are increasing. They're mm-hmm. not in any kind of danger. But yeah, the climate change and the... Uh, that the, the fact that there's more reindeer is, uh, yeah, it's making them smaller, like you said. But mm-hmm. it's a good thing for, like, scavengers like foxes who eat dead reindeer. They're having a great time. Yeah, so so it seems like uh, in the end it might all end up evening out uh, the way nature tends to do anyways. But uh, it's just kind of an interesting uh, way to look at how... You know, climate change has changed things on the planet. I'm not trying to say anything about who or what is causing climate change, but it is occurring, and this is one of the interesting results. All right, well, thank you for that, Paul. Let's learn about reindeer. The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behavior and living pattern. So come on! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? We are blathering about reindeer this week. They are also known, I didn't know this, first fact of the podcast, uh, they're also known as caribou in North America. Reindeer and caribou, same exact animal. Yeah, you would have thought that we might have known that being on a uh, label that's called Blazing Caribou, but uh, (laughs) no, I've learned that this week myself, Paul. We don't know if, in fact, any of them are are blazing. Maybe if there's some (laughs) that wandered into Washington State, they're blazing. (laughs) It's a pop joke. I'm working on it. (laughs) You're workshopping it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Keep at it, man. You'll get there. (laughs) But but yeah. Uh, But there's a there's a bunch of them, and they're not endangered, and they live in the far northern hemisphere. So like northern Europe, Russia, Alaska, Canada, up there where it's 
cold most of the time. Yeah, right? and that, that's kind of how they came became associated with winter. Uh, you know, you, you kind of don't see reindeer without seeing them uh, in in a snowy area, and they're like kind of uh, well known in like Finland and areas that have snow cover a lot of the year. So, and uh, they're part of the deer family, reindeer. Right. So, uh, yeah, they're they're related to deer and elk, yeah. maybe. Right, they're related to all those. The interesting thing about the word deer is that it actually originally was a word that just meant uh, wild animal of any kind. But now it's uh, those kind of deer-like creatures that you know and love, I guess, if you love deer. So you could just walk around a zoo and call everything a deer and be right. Right, yep. If you were speaking Old English anyways. <laughs> they are. There are several different subspecies of reindeer, but reindeer are pretty much their own genetic thing. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have some pretty cool little uh, adaptations. Right, yeah. My The thing I found most interesting that they had as an adaptation is that uh, their hooves will actually adapt to the season, right? So uh, in the summer, when the tundra is kind of like more wet and gross, uh, they have more sponge-like... Uh, foot pads right and this uh kind of acts to provide traction it's more like having rubber on their feet instead of having like a nice like hard slick surface so that they can uh get around without falling down a lot um but then in the winter the pads start to shrink and tighten and it exposes the rim of the hoof so uh what that does is they can use their hooves to cut into the ice and like crusted snow and all that crap and uh, get to the uh, lichen that's underneath. Uh, it's they like to eat something that's called reindeer moss. That's kind of a, a unique uh, dietary staple for them. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And those big um, hooves also aid them in swimming. They act like uh, almost like flippers. <laughs> I actually didn't realize that, Paul. That's a that's a really cool thing to to note there. Uh, one interesting thing about that, though, acting as flippers, is that reindeer are actually pretty good swimmers. They can swim, I think it was up to like 13 miles an hour or something like that. I thought the knees of the reindeer were pretty cool. Um, the knees click as they walk. Like, right. You know how you get up in the morning and all your joints just kind of click and pop? Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of uh, just get up and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine your knees did that every step you took, and imagine that someone could hear you clicking from 10 meters away, or about, how much is 10 meters, like 30 feet? Yeah, I don't know what it is in space points, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty gross, man. I'm not going to lie. If, if you heard my elbow uh, clicking from 30 feet away, man, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> There's something wrong. I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> So the volume and the frequency of those knee clicks is a way that reindeer can tell how big another reindeer is. Right. Like that, just that makes besides sense. eyesight. Yeah, that that makes sense. Like if you have a big loud click, you probably have a big loud knee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they use that in mating and in you know territorial disputes and that kind of thing. I actually I couldn't pull the sound clip because it was too faint to hear, but it was a a, a video on YouTube, and I'll put it. Uh, in the show notes at blazingcariboustudios.com slash reindeer, mm-hmm. uh, a herd of reindeer walking by, and it sounds like bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of like a, a noise. If you watch, like, uh, different cartoons and crap that have reindeer in them, uh, you, you kind of hear, like, they have this, like, clip-clop sort of noise, and I think they're trying to emulate the uh, knee clicking when they do that. 
Yeah, that could be. Yeah. That could be. It's just a guess. Uh, also, reindeer are the only deer in which both the male and females have antlers. Right. Which I didn't know. Yep, that's unique to them. And one other really cool adaptation that I had no idea, but, you know, reindeer live up in the Arctic where at certain times of the year it's mostly light out and at certain times of the year it's mostly dark out. Right. So they've completely lost their circadian rhythm. Yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, they, you know, if it's light all day, you can't use the amount of light that's outside to kind of tell you if it's night or day, right? So they just don't have that uh, instinct that a lot of people that live closer to the equator, or animals, I should say, that live closer to the equator have. Well, and people too. We have <laughs> definitely have circadian rhythm. Yeah, I know. I just didn't want to make it so specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting because behi- besides uh, the change in the circadian rhythm that comes from uh, living so far up north, they also have an interesting change in eyesight where they can see more uh, like ultraviolet light that kind of helps them live in their surroundings. They can see like things that are like fur and urine uh, in snow more easily because they can see ultraviolet light. Right, which helps them to kind of, they can be able to tell where maybe predators are. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because they do have a lot of predators. Mm-hmm. So uh, how smart do you think reindeer are? Uh, I, I think they're probably in line with other like deer and maybe things like that. Uh, I'm going to probably give them a four. They're not particularly intelligent, but they're not so stupid, you know, so. I give them an extra maybe point, point and a half because they can be domesticated, which we'll get into later, but they can actually um, be trained. Uh, people up in Finland and Sweden that actually still herd these animals uh you know they they will respond to their names they will uh, allow people to groom them and take care of them and as we'll learn about later mm-hmm. uh castrate them they don't actually really allow that they kind of fight back for that <laughs> the, yeah i don't think anyone has ever really voluntarily castrated <laughs> in general anyways <laughs> i gave them like a five and a half for intelligence because they're not really dumb but they're not really quite as smart as maybe your dog or your cat that lives in your house. Exactly. All right. So next we are going to talk about pop culture and some other stuff. But first, a word from our sponsor. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd podcast, where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast, and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd! And now for something completely different. Hey, you know, Paul and I, we're just a couple of nerds, and just like you, we don't see animals up close and in person very often, so let's talk a little bit about where we see them most of the time on movies, TV, and video games. Right, uh, so I actually couldn't come up with a very good uh, video game where I was seeing reindeer, right? So what I got for you this time is a movie. Uh, it's a movie that I used to watch every winter uh, that originally was a uh, advertisement for like some clothing store or JCPenney or some crap like that, maybe Sears, who knows. But it Rudolph the Red-Nosed <laughs> Reindeer. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, about the uh, set of misfits, not just Rudolph, who uh, you know had that shiny nose, so he had a, like a physical thing that kind of kept him out from the rest of the 
population, you know, they got him made fun of a lot, but there was other misfits too. Like there was a, an elf who wanted to be a dentist and, and a toy that didn't work or something like that. And yeah, there's a, it was just kind of a thing that make us people who are weird feel good about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the famous song. The Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, shall I play a clip of it? <laughs> sure. I have a clip. All yeah, right, let's let, yeah, let's hear the clip. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Sing along, everybody. Comet and Cupid and Dahmer and Blitzen. I can't, I don't remember. But do you recall <laughs> the most famous reindeer of all? All right, everybody. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. All right, yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't even celebrate Christmas. I never have. And I know every word of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I have seen the movie. You just, um, if you live in the United States, I think it's something that you can't really get away from. Right. It's the very definition of pop culture. Everyone in the population knows about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect example of pop culture. Mm -hmm. The, uh... Pop culture reference I had this week is actually not Christmas related at all. All right. It is my favorite part of my least favorite Disney movie. Okay. And I will play you the sound clip. All right. Reindeers are better than people. Sven, don't you think that's true? Yeah, people will beat you and curse you and cheat you. Every one of them's bad, except you. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. So that was the very delightful portion of a movie that drove me crazy. That, of course, <laughs> is Frozen, and that is Kristoff and Sven the Reindeer. Hey, Paul, can I make a confession? Go ahead. I really like Frozen. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't help it. The heart wants what it wants, man. <laughs> I like that part of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. And you know, I think it was because of the uh, the Let It Go song that just got pummeled into your brain for well over a year. Yeah, that I don't necessarily really need made to, me. I don't necessarily need to hear that specific song again. You know, but from uh, Adina Manzel, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, that was uh, John Travolta mispronouncing her name. Do you want to hear a really dark fan theory about Frozen and about Sven the Reindeer? Yeah, give it to me. Okay, so this is from a uh, person on Reddit. He said, I only just noticed that in Frozen, Kristoff's coat is made of fur. Mm -hmm. And if you look closer at the pictures, the fur seems to be reindeer because there's too much fur for it to be a wolf. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know so if I pretty, like where this is going. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty awkward that he's wearing a coat made out of reindeer fur when his best friend is a reindeer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but, hey, Sven, this was your brother. Yeah, no, no. Th listen to this, because he gets a little bit deeper into this theory. Oh, God. When you think about how Kristoff and Sven might have met, this is his words, not mine. The mm -hmm. ice harvesters must have killed Sven's mother, leaving a baby for Kristoff to look after and giving him the pelt to wear. This explains why Sven is so close to Kristoff, too, and why Kristoff still wears the same pelt. The smell reminds Sven of his mother. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is a little dark. <laughs> the idea that Sven loves Kristoff so much because he smells like his mother. That is 
almost too much to bear. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that like is if nuts. you really want to make a if you really want to make a Disney movie dark, just uh, go with that little yeah little bit of fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Would you eat reindeer? Definitely. I I mean I'll eat venison, right? I'll eat reindeer. You know I've had venison a couple of times and. It's one of those, and maybe, I don't know, it's one of those that every time I've had it, it hasn't been good. Mm-hmm. And then somebody invariably will say, well, you didn't like it because you didn't have it the way I make it. I make <laughs> venison really good. You'd know, you wouldn't even know it was venison. You'd think it was beef the way I make it. And I've heard that probably a half a dozen times in my life about venison. I would certainly be willing to try reindeer. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was looking up, what reindeer tastes like it was making me quite hungry yeah uh yeah i would i would certainly try it and i would hope that it was better than any any of the venison i've ever had do you like venison uh i do like venison it's definitely not my favorite uh meat you know but it just that's just the way it is right it's a more lean like i like meat that's got a bunch of fat in it you know that makes it taste good and uh reindeer run around a lot they're very active athletic animals and it's just not going to taste the same is your brain a repository of useless information like mine is? Yes. Well, let's help the people win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with this segment that we're calling the Animal Fact of the Week. Yeah, all right, Paul. What do you got for us? Okay, the Fact of the Week is, uh, well, you know, earlier in the podcast we talked about climate change. Yes, we did. Climate change up in the Arctic causes the ice to thaw and then... Melt. Freeze, and then thaw, and then melt, and then freeze, and that makes ice, right? Right. So the people up in the Arctic, the people that herd reindeers, they want their herds to continue to eat all that nice lichen that's underneath underneath all that ice. Yes. So what they have figured out that they need to do is castrate their reindeer. That is very weird. Why do they need to do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Researchers up there have found that castrated male reindeer i don't know how you castrate a female reindeer but this is what the article said well you 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 can't castrate a female that would be spaying i'm just telling you what the article said (laughs) castrated male reindeer are they're actually larger than uncastrated males and they're better able to pound through the ice with their with their hooves you know that actually makes sense that they would be larger because uh when males are mating they tend to stop eating uh very much while they're in the mating season so a larger, you know, one that's not mating is going to be a little larger because it keeps eating. Yep, and that's exactly why they do it. All right. They're also less aggressive. They're more willing to share food with the calves and with the females. Right, that makes sense. So male reindeers castrated in the traditional way that reindeer herders for centuries have done, it uh, helps the survival of the entire herd. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming that they're not all castrated because you do have to have new reindeer once in a while, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, that makes sense. So now you might have noticed that I said castrated in the traditional way. Now, what you may ask is the traditional way of castrating a reindeer. Yes, Paul, what I ask is the traditional way of castrating a reindeer. Okay, if you are a parent or if you are uh, a human male with testicles, yes. buckle up. Okay. Biting off a reindeer's testicles with your teeth. What? <laughs> I don't want to be on either end of that. 
the native people up in uh, Finland and Norway called the Sami. I think they're called the Sami people. Maybe okay. I'm pronouncing that wrong. Yeah, probably. But they, <laughs> that probably. Yeah. They perform what they call half castrations, <sighs> and they basically they tackle the reindeer down. They there takes it takes two or three of them. They get it down. They get it on its back. They kick one leg up, and one guy goes in and uh, bites the testicles off with his mouth. This sounds like the kind of thing that someone was at one point like, hold my bear, I'm going to try some. And then they went, <laughs> went and did it, and then they're like, oh, that worked, how about it? <laughs> but here's the thing, and this is why it works so well. Because they do it like this, the reindeer actually continued to produce some testosterone. Yeah. Which makes them bigger and makes them, you know, able to produce more meat. Mm-hmm. But it also makes them... As we said before, it makes them calmer. It makes them eat more. Yeah, that makes sense. It's weird so that it's, that works out the way it does, but I guess yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a, it's it's terrible, but it's actually helping the reindeer. People up in that area of the world own nearly two and a half million reindeer, so uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of ball biting. Yeah. <laughs> now from. Uh, us biting them to what they bite. Uh, <laughs> reindeer typically, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier how they like to eat lichen. Well, that's actually really kind of interesting because besides a couple of species of snails and slugs, uh, reindeer are actually the only animals on the planet that can digest lichen, that can turn lichen into glucose. So uh, they're, they're ruminant animals, kind of like cows. So they have like four-chambered stomachs and stuff like that, but they have a special enzyme that allows them to uh, eat that lichen and then digest it, whereas nothing else can eat it. So the food source is all to them. That is cool. I had no idea. Yeah. If uh, food's really scarce, they'll occasionally eat things like small rodents, fish, or bird eggs. But uh, their their main diet is that lichen uh, and some like leaves and stuff like that. Wow, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got anything else for reindeer this week? Nope. Uh, I'm ready to go watch some movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, After I'm, all that reindeer eating talk, I want a burger or something. Yeah, I'm gonna get some venison jerky and then have a back-to-back showing of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer followed by Frozen. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening to the Varmints Podcast. This has been produced by me, Paul Chomo, and you, Paul Wilk. Yes, technical support is by Matthew Chomo and me, Paul Wilk. And all the music you're listening to is by Kevin McLeod. Go to BlazingCaribouStudios.com for links to the audio and our show notes. We are on Twitter at Varmints Podcast, all one word. VarmintsPodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, stories, or suggestions. And if you would be so kind to go to Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts from, leave us a nice rating and review. We would appreciate it so much. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be nice to animals. Okay, bye. (laughs) You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Any one of you lily-livered, bow-legged varmints care to slap leather with me? In case any of you get any ideas, you better know who you're dealing with. I'm the hootinest, tootinest, shootinest, bobtail wildcat in the West. I'm the fastest gun north, south, 
east and west of the Pecos. I'm the...